0: Call in at 303-690-3000.
3: Let's join Calvary Live
4: right now. Good afternoon, evening, everyone. So glad you're joined Calvary Live. We invite you to call in at that number that you just heard, 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number for you to get on the air. And, of course, Calvary Live is the program for the next hour where you get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or to give your prayer request. Maybe you got questions about Christian living uh, to be able to ask questions about our view, our worldview, biblical worldview on the things that we see around us. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and there's another way for you to be able to be a part of the show and contact me with a question or a prayer request. And that's through a dedicated text line. That's a different number, 720-336-0897 is that number. I'll repeat those two numbers throughout the show. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm the senior pastor here at the church, and I'm with you on this fifth day of December as we've entered into the season of Advent. We are headed towards Christmas and the end of the year. We'll be starting a new year, so all lines are open right now. Grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you about the things that the Lord, the things that are important to you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. I pray you're doing well as we... Uh, find ourselves in the first week of December, starting a new work week. I know this is a very busy time for people as they're finishing school. Um, the university students here uh, are in finals. And many of you, perhaps, uh, that you have universities or kids that are in uh, colleges that they're in finals, uh, high school, uh, things taking place, students finishing uh, just, a, you know, school and studies and projects and, and uh, maybe at work you're doing that. It's a busy time with shopping and making plans. So hope you can take the time uh, this hour uh, for us to be refreshed, to be renewed in the things of the Lord. Give me a call. Love to just be able to encourage you and talk with you and go to the Scriptures Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number grab one of those open lines as soon as the phones start ringing we'll go to the phone lines text line seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven I want to welcome all those who are listening live on grace FM along the front range here in Colorado it's a uh, just another beautiful day that uh, we have and uh, the days are getting short I look outside right now it's four o'clock and the sun is setting and um, we just, you know, it's that time of year, and uh, we just uh, pray that, and I pray that you are safe and that you're doing well, and and uh, if you're uh, perhaps finishing up work or at home uh, getting a snack for the kids or wherever you're at, uh, give me a call. Love to talk with you, 303-690-3000, and want to welcome all those who also are listening live on Radio by Grace many stations across the United States. It may be evening time where you're at on the East Coast. Uh, as you, too, are listening on Hope and Truth FM, you're a week delayed uh, on the program. Just means that you can call right now. I'll talk with you. And then you can listen to the program a week later. And then those on Higher Rock Radio, you're a week delayed, too, in Idaho. And then those listening online, the online audience is growing. We have listeners not uh listen online to the perhaps Grace FM app or the website on your computer. And uh we have uh listeners from all f- four corners of the country, but also international listeners. So wherever you're from, uh welcome to today's program. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's be encouraged in the things of the Lord. That call in number again is three oh three six nine oh three thousand and the text line seven two zero three three six Oh eight nine seven. While we're waiting for the phone lines to ring, I just want to read to you uh, as we are in the season of Advent. Uh, that I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter seven, a very familiar portion of scripture. That it was Ahaz who was the king of Judah, and he wasn't a very good king. Matter of fact, he was a terrible king. He wasn't right with God, and this attack was coming against him from Syria, from the house of Israel, and he was very much afraid. And the prophet Isaiah came to him and said something very important. He said, you know, go to the Lord and um, know that this attack against you is not going to stand. It's not going to come to pass. And if you do not believe the word of the Lord, you will not be established. And he went on to prophet to say, ask God for a sign. And he said, I, I won't ask for a sign, the king, because his heart wasn't right with the Lord. And the Lord um, would respond by speaking through the prophet Isaiah to say, okay, the Lord's going to give you a sign that, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And it would be later on, 700 years later, that in Matthew chapter 1 that we read, when the angel came and told Joseph that, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in hers of the Holy Spirit She's going to bear forth the son and call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. That it might be fulfilled, by the prophet, that behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, which means God's with us. And I know that this can be a time of the year that's very exciting. It's it's wonderful, uh, with the lights, uh, with the celebrations, with the gatherings. Um, presence and all those things, but it can also be a very difficult time as well for some of you that are listening. And perhaps maybe you feel like you've got a lot of problems mounting against you, or maybe perhaps you feel alone, or maybe it's that um, you just wonder if God is with you. And I want you to know this, that Emmanuel, God is with us and he's with you. And his promises are true for you. And uh, and I pray that you know that he promises he'll never leave you or forsake you. So just a word of encouragement as we're in this uh, season of Advent. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Love to talk with you, pray with you. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. 336 897 In the meantime, let's go to Aurora, where Marie is on line one. Marie? Marie, are you there? Marie had a prayer request. Marie, um, I don't know if she's there. Marie has a prayer request. So we can go ahead and, and pray uh, that her daughter, Galaxy, low blood pressure, lethargic, still grieving from father's laws, pass uh, due to low blood. Are you there, Marie?
5: Yes, I'm here, yeah.
4: Yeah, thank you for holding. You're on Calvary Life. You have a prayer request.
5: Yeah, my um,
2: my oldest daughter, she's 16, and uh, she uh, almost passed out at school today. And um, okay. the school nurse checked her blood pressure, and it was it was pretty low. It was 80 over 60. And yeah. she's just been very lethargic and very uh, listless, and I I just can't. I feel like something's wrong, mm-hmm. and um, the thing that keeps coming to mind is um, my father-in-law passed away in September, and okay. um, pretty much his blood pressure wasn't staying high enough, and it's I cannot help but feel this fear over my my little girl.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I can understand. And Marie, we're going to pray for her. You know, I, I think you already know it'd be good for her to, you know, get checked out by a doctor and be able to ask those questions and, and, um, and they will be able to give you some answers medically. But, you know, part of it is grieving as well. Um, and part of the grieving process is, uh, not only perhaps for her, but for you, is fear can come in. Cause I know that when somebody close to me passes away, that, That fear creeps in, and I think, well, you know, i become fearful for my kids. i become fearful for my family, and it's just uh, something that happens. But we're going to pray for God's comfort. We're going to pray that uh, your daughter um, gets touched by the Lord, and we're going to pray for you as well and for her. You guys are still grieving from your father-in-law passing away. And so, Lord, I just pray for Marie. She's listening to the show. She's called for prayer. I do ask that you would just minister to her daughter that today almost passed out in school, really low blood pressure, that she'd be able to get it checked out and uh, get some answers. And Lord, I just pray that uh, as Marie and uh, her daughter are grieving uh, over the loss of a family member, that you'd just be with them and that you take the fear away, that you would just help bring comfort to them. Uh, We know that grief is a very powerful emotion. It is something that uh, we go through when we lose somebody that we love. But Lord, I just, I know that you're a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And uh, as the prophet Isaiah says, and that you would just help them, give them peace, give them strength. Lord, give them comfort in this time of loss during this Christmas season. And Lord, just be with um, Marie's daughter right now minister to her physically and lord just touch her body strengthen her body in every way and we pray this in jesus name amen Amen. be praying marie
2: thank you so
5: much
4: you bet absolutely
5: all right
4: we got open lines you bet absolutely it's so hard grieving is a something that the lord has this you know as part of uh this life, when we lose somebody, it's, it's a very hard and difficult journey. And and uh, we're here to pray for you and to encourage you. Uh, if you're maybe going through some grief or just anxiety uh, during this time of Christmas, maybe perhaps confusion, whatever the case may be, uh, we just want to, to encourage you in every way that we can. So we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to text me as we got time to do that. And uh, go to the text line and uh, put those two numbers in your contacts so you can just pull it up. But we want to welcome everyone who's listening to Calvary Live on this Monday afternoon and evening. Um, So blessed that you're with us. We're going to go to Denver where um, Lanetta is on line three. Lanetta. Lanetta. Lynetta, are you there? Okay, see if we can get her on. 303-690-3000. Grab one of those lines. Let's see if we can get Lynetta. She had a very good question about um, people waiting for the temple with that. Lynetta, are you there?
5: I'm here. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if you can hear me.
4: I can hear you just fine. So. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Thanks for calling.
5: Yes, I have a question. I've heard some pastors say that the Jewish people, um, when it comes to building that third temple, that they're going to be looking for a man to help them uh, build that third temple. And I, um, I'm just wondering if there's any scriptures that reference that.
4: Well, we do know what the scripture does reference is that there's going to be a third temple. And Uh, It's interesting because even some Christians don't realize that there's no temple there in Jerusalem. Um, Some are new to Christianity, and they'll see those pictures of uh, the Dome of the Rock, and they think that's the temple, and they don't realize it's a a Muslim mosque that's there. Um, But there's no temple in Jerusalem. There hasn't been since 70 AD when Rome came in and destroyed the second temple. But as we read the prophecies of Daniel in the last days, as we read about um, even Paul the Apostle that writes in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we also know from the book of Revelation chapter 11 that there is going to be a third temple that's going to be built in Jerusalem. They have been working on the process of building the temple. There's no building right now, but there's what is called the Temple Institute in Jerusalem. When we take our trips, to Jerusalem um and many you know groups that uh, do this they will go to the Temple Institute and it's it's kind of fascinating to see how they got all the furnishings ready to go uh, you can go through the old city of Jerusalem and there out there in, in the square is the menorah that is um made of bronze overlaid with gold um they have the priestly garments ready to go all the things that they're preparing for when the temple does come one of the things is people ask, you know, the, the do the the Jews want the temple? And this is what's interesting is, yes, there are those who want the temple. There are those who are preparing for the temple. But for the most part, if you talk to most of the Jews in in Israel, they don't want the temple right now. And the reason is, is because if the temple was to come, that they feel like it will bring war it'll bring war. Um, There are those who say that the Dome of the Rock has to go for the Jewish Temple to be there. And you'll even see pictures, posters of the Temple Mount with the Dome of the Rock gone and the Jewish Temple that is there. Well, most people know that if that was the case, then every Muslim in the world would come riding down on top of Jerusalem. So a lot of Jews are fearful for the Temple to come. Also, they believe that if one of the priests go and sacrifice an animal, then the world's going to isolate them, you know, because uh, because of that. So there's a lot of hesitation on it. But we do know that they are looking for Messiah. And here's the interesting thing, Lynetta, is that you can go through Israel and they will have posters that said, get ready, Messiah is coming. But when you talk to them about who Messiah is, They're looking for a man that will come on the scene that will bring them peace, kind of like a David, kind of like um, somebody who's going to bring peace to them. They're not looking for Messiah like we think of Messiah. Jesus was deity, right? He, He was the Son of God. And that was one of the contentions with the religious leaders is that you claim to be God. You claim to have your authority from God. The Jesus was saying the father and I are one. Um, and they wanted to stone him. They were determined to put him to death. So they're looking for a political leader. They're looking for a leader that's going to come and bring them peace because they're tired of war. They're tired of war. Um, they're hesitant to build the temple. And we do know that the Bible says that there's going to be a man that will come on the scene according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that he is going to make a covenant with Israel or confirm a covenant for one week or seven years. The beginning of the tribulation period begins with this antichrist, as John calls him in his epistle. That's the title that's given to him. He's given many titles. I believe it's like 33 titles that are given in the Old Testament 13 titles in the and in 33 titles in the Old Testament 13 in the new the man of sin the son of perdition um this one's going to come and he's going to seem like he's a peacemaker revelation chapter 6 verse 2 he, he comes riding on a white horse the first seal that's opened up he has a bow, but he doesn't have an arrow. So he's conquering on the conquer. So he's going to come up with some kind of agreement that seems to indicate that they can build the temple. So the Jews are already they got everything in place. All they need really is, is a building, um, and they need the opening for them to be able to build it on the Temple Mount. So the Bible speaks a lot about it. But we do know that that third temple is the tribulation temple, where the antichrist will then go into that temple. He will desecrate the temple. Daniel's very clear on that. Also, Second Thessalonians chapter two, and he will proclaim himself as God in the temple of God to be worshipped as God. He will set up an image of himself. So that temple is going to be desecrated by the Antichrist. So that's what the Bible has to say about the future temple. And here's the interesting thing, uh, Lynetta, that if we're seeing that the very foundations of the temple are being prepared right now, you know that we're getting close to uh, the return of the Lord and the rapture of the Church, and it's going to be that man, the Antichrist, that will seemingly enable that to happen. Okay. I know I threw a lot at you.
5: Oh, no, that's that's good. I just, yeah, because I really, um, I've heard that a few times, and I just really wanted to find out if there was a specific um, scripture that referenced that. And it seems like there's scriptures around it, but not like a specific, specific uh, scripture.
4: Well, there is, yeah, there is scripture speaking about the covenant, there is scripture speaking about the temple, right? Mm-hmm. But to, it doesn't specifically say that he's going to, um, you know, come along and and enable them to build the temple. But there seems to be some kind of connection that many Bible scholars suggest that um, are there. And, and so it'll be uh, something to, to see if that's the way it works out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, I Anything also have else? have a prayer request. Okay. I um, just wanted to have a prayer request about uh, the ho- upcoming holiday, Christmas, that I know that there's going to be a lot of invitations going out to family and friends for church invites, and just prayer that that is fruitful, and then prayer for those individuals that... Um, our casual attenders that you know come twice a year, maybe on Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. but don't really have a relationship with God. That that this time it will deepen their relationship, and maybe there'll be yeah. altar calls, and and people will actually get saved, and it will take yeah. root.
4: Good, good prayer requests, and I'm encouraging our congregation to you know we got invite cards, invite them, and sometimes you mention something that I think is worth mentioning, and we're going to pray. Um, but, you know, sometimes people say, well, those Christians that only come on Easter and, and Christmas, well, invite them, because it may be, just as you said, that they could get touched deeply and hear the gospel and recommit to the Lord and realize the importance of, of being in fellowship once again. Because I think what happened the last couple of years when we went through that whole period of COVID, that some people, some, you know— uh, didn't come back to church. Um, They continued online or just uh, got into bad habits or whatever. So I think there's plenty of people to minister to to say, hey, come back in the fellowship, come to Christmas service, be touched by the Lord again um, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, Father, we do pray for that. I I thank you for Lanetta just reminding us of that, the importance of those relationships that get developed to where we can uh, invite people um, to Christmas Eve service that they may be touched and salvation would come to people, Um, recommitments would come, uh, just realizing that incredible account of the Christmas story of the light of the world coming into the darkness of this world to give us hope. And, Lord, I pray that lives would be touched and that we would really pray and seek about how we can reach out and minister to others the truth of the gospel whether it's inviting them to a service or serving them in some practical way. And we just pray this, that you would uh, help use us, all of us, to be sensitive to your leading in that way. In Jesus' name, amen.
5: Amen.
4: Thanks, Lynetta. Appreciate it. All right, 303-690-3000, got an open line. Let's continue. Let's go to Nick in Littleton. Hi, Nick.
3: Hey, Pastor Jeff. A quick question for you. I was curious sure. if you had read a uh, letter to the American Church by Eric Metaxas. And I'm not curious what your, yeah. what your thoughts were on it.
4: I haven't read it personally. I've heard comments on it and stuff. And I know that he was actually up in northern Colorado not long ago speaking. And, you know, some people really love him. Other people keep, you know, say, well, he's too political or whatever the case may be. So you know, without really reading it in details, it's a little bit difficult for me to to comment on it. But I know that you know there's different comments on it and different opinions that on him. The thing that I would say in general is, any time that we read a book, that we need to remember that it's not the scriptures. Second of all, that oftentimes in reading books, and we have a bookstore, and we're pretty selective what we put into that bookstore, but. It's not going to be. Um, it's it, it, you know they're going to insert their opinions, their thoughts. Um, they're those that are in the church that are really committed to and really have a hearted trying to get you know the church to be more vocal, uh, more active in the political scene or in the political world to stand for righteousness. That's what the Lord's put on their heart. Um, others are saying that the church you know, we need to keep our priority, keeping the gospel. For me, what the Lord has told me is, I only have so much time, um, and I know that the issues that we face are very, very important. And I love this nation, and it's sad to see what's happening to this nation. But the thing is, I know the hope of this nation is Jesus Christ and a spiritual awakening. And, and for me, is going to be given uh, a voice of truth uh, in in the church, in my teachings, uh, social media, uh, over the radio, and that's what the Lord has put on my heart to focus on, and um, and I'm going to stay focused on it.
3: Okay, yeah, I mean that's that's fair enough. I mean, I would say it's probably true that God calls some people to be probably more political, and other people not to be i think that'd yeah. be a fair statement i was just like I said i was just curious i I'd, I'd read it and i thought it made a lot of sense and then i sh- shared some of the some of it with some of my christian friends and they had read it and they were like totally shocked and abhorred yeah. by a lot of things he said <laughs> i was like whoa i i was i was surprised that he got was getting so much pushback on it i mean i didn't really yeah. And, I understand that scripture but I thought he made a lot of very valid points yeah. and
4: <laughs> Yeah, they can make valid points. They can they can, you know, insert their you know, what their convictions are, what their opinions are and stuff. But I always tell people, eat the chicken and spit out the bones. And and that's what we're to do. And uh, some people are going to disagree. Whenever that we insert our convictions or perhaps our opinions on things, some people aren't going to agree with that. Um, some right. people, Christians that love the Lord, they would say to me, you need to get more involved politically in the political system. And and it's like, I know what God has called me to do. I know what my convictions are. And that's all part of being moved by the Spirit. That's all part of the liberty that we have in Christ and, um, because we went through all that, you know, Nick, you know that as we went through COVID, we went through the elections and there are a lot of Christians were worked up and a lot of Christians uh-huh. were f- focused on those things. And even pastors that I very much respect were really focusing on that and, you know, the election and all of this. And for me, I know what God has called me to do and I love to move forward in that. And that is that I'm going to teach the word of God and i you know and we're going to stand for righteousness and there's some issues that i may feel strong about that you know end up in the political realm um but to be that voice of truth and we have people in our church that have run for office for state office i know congressmen uh us congressmen i've met us senators uh in my ministry um i've been with the governor um, before. So it isn't like I'm absent to it, but I do know what uh, the Lord has called me to do and focus on. And I'm going to stay focused. And other pastors may uh, be more of a voice in the political realm, but that's something that, you know, I'm not going to judge another master's, you know, servant. And um, and I'm just going to leave it there. And some of the things that he said, uh, I haven't read and, you know, can't comment on those things, but uh, eat the chicken and spit out the bones.
3: No, no, that's fair enough. That makes that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, yeah, appreciate
4: yeah. appreciate it. You bet, absolutely. Hey, we're getting close to break. Uh, we got a couple open lines. We'll be going to Betty James after the break um, in uh, Pennsylvania. So I hope you hold Betty James. And then uh, we got two open lines: three hundred three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. The text line seven two zero three three six. 0897. Give me a call. Let's talk about the things that are important to you and uh, and ask your questions and uh, your prayer requests. Two open lines, 303 690 I'll be right back on the other side of the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs, Senior Pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. I'm looking out the window and sun setting and kind of a red uh, sky and and even though the days are short, it's it's beautiful to see that. The geese are flying overhead. Um, it's just um, every season has its own beauty. Um, and every season has its own challenges as well. And perhaps you're in a season spiritually where you just need to be encouraged and blessed. And so give me a call. You just heard those two numbers, how you can be a part of the show or contact us with a question or a prayer request, and that's 303-690-3000. The call in number, we got two open lines and then the text line 720 336 0897. And we're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. Um, and we got plenty of time in the show. Give me a call. Love to talk to you and answer your questions and just discuss things with you and, and um, just be able to encourage you in any way that I can. Um, but it, it, we, going back to in the first half of the show, just we had a prayer request. Uh, for just inviting people to church and developing those relationships and people being touched in every way um, by, you know, just Christmas Eve services or uh, special services that are going on. And I want to encourage you to really pray about who you might invite to a Christmas Eve service. And it's, it's not too early to start thinking about that. And there's invite cards that many churches have, I know that we had people taking those cards this weekend and uh, just pray about maybe that person at work, uh, maybe a family member, a neighbor, an old friend that you can say, hey, I'd love to see you at church. And I know that we get busy with family and with the kids and got our own family plans and, you know, baking and, and wrapping presents and all of that. But I do pray that you would take the time how you might bless somebody this Christmas season. And the Christmas story is such a magnificent, magnificent account of the giving of the Son who came to this world to give us hope. And there's a lot of people out there that really are, you know, losing hope. I talk to more people all the time that are discouraged, that are distracted, that feel defeated, um, that are just depressed, whatever the case may be, by all the things going on in the world. Um, all the things that they see, the situations that they're in, you and I have opportunity to bring light to the darkness, to bring wisdom and all the confusion they're going through, to help bring the Lord's strength and their weakness, to be able to bring encouragement when they're just feeling down and discouraged. And I pray that you would consider how you might reach out to somebody this Christmas season. It might be just taking a tray of cookies to somebody with a card saying, the Lord loves you. You know, with the gospel message, it might be, you know, giving a present to somebody, it might be just getting coffee with somebody or inviting them out to that service for Christmas Eve and saying, I'd love to see you there. And, um, so I, I hope that, and I think that most of you, you desire to do that, just being led by the Spirit to reach out to, to others. And not only at Christmas, but as we enter into a new year, as well. And so just want to encourage you in that. Uh, we do have two open lines 303 690 3000 is the call in number. And the text line 720 336 So give me a call. We've got plenty of time in the show. In the meantime, we're going to go to Jink, Jinkintown, Pennsylvania. Betty James. Hi, Betty Hi, James. How are you? Good. How are you?
5: Good.
2: Good. Merry Good. Christmas.
4: Happy New Year. Thank you. You too.
2: Yeah, thanks. So the reason I'm calling is because uh, I'm I'm asking for prayer. Uh, <clears throat> it's so God is so interesting um, in many ways. Um, first of all, I'm trying to bring two people to Jesus. Uh, a very old friend of mine, his name is Jean, and another person who's my patient because I'm a nurse. I work with this gentleman. His name is Bob, and uh, his wife has. Parkinson's dementia, and she, so she's not always herself, but she looked up at me one day, and she said to me, all for your honor and glory, and Mm. I just was shocked that she would say that to me. I was so honored, but I was really surprised, because, you know, thank you, Jesus. Maybe that's what she saw in me, was Jesus, you know, so that's such a compliment um, yeah. And so then the other prayer I need—the uh, other way I need prayer is that I'm trying to figure out how I can um, get over to you know, uh, study, you know, Jesus' life more. And so I, have, I, I had an opportunity that, that I considered going to Egypt with Ron Solomon Ministries, uh, studying mm-hmm. with the footsteps of Moses, but also yes. now on the same date there's an opportunity for me to go to Amman, Jordan for a medical missions trip. And it's so funny that it's the same date. And I have not had the money to put down for the Lon Solomon trip yet. So uh, I'm thinking this is, you know, what God wants me to do. But, you know, whatever whatever is decided once I make applications and see what people want me, you know, see if they're going to accept me or whatever, you know, so. God has yeah.
4: a plan, and uh... he he does. You know, it's interesting um, that I've been to Amman, Jordan, and um, there's, you know, uh, I've I've working with Christians that, um, particularly out of CBI, <laughs> that these young people that are wanting to plant churches in Jordan, and uh-huh. I, I think it's so cool um, that they're willing to go there and uh, to minister and. Uh, it blesses me to hear that, that they have a heart for them. So the Lord will guide you. He's wherever he guides, he provides. Okay. Whether right. it's in Amman, the medical missions and then, or whether it's go to Egypt with the footsteps of Moses. I've never been to Egypt, but someday perhaps I'll get there and uh, be yeah. able to, to see Egypt and a lot of ministry there to be done as well. But I do right. want to say this, Betty James, that, uh, thank you first of all. For what you do, I just, I'm very grateful to the medical community, to the nurses and doctors. It has not been an easy season for you guys. And I just want to express my appreciation for you and all Thank the you. things that you're doing. Cause, you know, we're hearing more about COVID. Uh, we're hearing more about, um, you know, RSV, how it's on the rise and, and flu season. And you guys have been on the front lines for, for three years now. And we just appreciate your training, your care for people, but particularly as you talked about, you know, Bob's wife uh, that has dementia. And um, it's not easy because uh, it touches my heart that there are people that care for for those who are elderly, for those who, you know, my mom has very severe dementia. And Mm. I'm very grateful for those who minister to her every single day. And to hear that, what she said, you know, was, um, the Lord gives us little glimpse of just his <laughs> mercy. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, and his he grace. And, and, you know, I'm very thankful for that. So, um, I'm glad you shared that with me because it encourages me. And I'm just very grateful that you're there and desiring to pray for Jean and Bob and, and, Father, we do. We just pray for those two individuals that, as Betty uh, James is just its just ministering to them in a very practical way, but also in a spiritual way. And, Lord, I thank you that she, you have brought her into their lives. And I just pray that whatever they're going through, that they get better and stronger. But we pray for Bob's wife uh, that has um, just dementia, that um, uh, other... Uh, Uh, things that, that she's dealing with Parkinson's and Lord, we just pray that um, you would just bring her comfort and strength. And Lord, just that little glimpse of her praising the Lord, um, Lord is, is something that, um, Lord, thank you. And I thank you for Betty James being there to minister to them. And as she's praying about what trip to take, whether to be in Jordan or to be in Egypt, um, that you would show her clearly, that you would guide her. And Lord, where you do guide, you provide. And you would provide for her to be able to go the time and the resources and um, just give her a peace that rules in her heart. Be that voice behind her saying, this is the way, go to the right or go to the left. Go right. to Amman or, or go to right. Egypt. And Lord, mm-hmm. I just pray that you make it very clear as you speak to her in that still small voice. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus'
2: name. And- and the other beautiful thing is that uh, Joan, the daughter, is taking care of Anne and Bob. And I said to her, you know, she gets a little discouraged sometimes. I said to her, uh, but you really have a pocket of humanity going on here. So um, <clears throat> she's not saved, but she actually says <laughs> yeah. saved Jesus all the time. <laughs> yeah. so it's, you, really, you, it's really something... Yeah.
4: You keep being a light. I appreciate yeah. that. Amen. Okay. Amen. Thank you so much. Let us let hey, let us know where you end up going, okay, so we can pray for I you. Will. I will. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, bye-bye. Betty James. Bye bye. So grateful for you in the medical field, our first responders who serve others. Um, just very grateful, and we need to encourage those who are in the hospitals and doctors offices and in the nursing homes um, very, very grateful for you um, and what you do in taking care of others so just wanted to to say that I believe we got an open line three oh three six nine oh three thousand is that uh, open line so grab it while you can and then text line seven two zero three three six 0897. We're going to go to Coach here in Northern Colorado. Coach, you there?
0: Yes, sir.
4: Hey, and how I, are you?
0: Oh, my goodness. It, it is yeah. unbelievable, and you know this, the daily mm. adventures that God is doing to touch <laughs> lives for time and eternity. Yeah. Howard, and I just wanted to ask you, that, well, first of all, thank you so much for the way you're serving yeah. the Lord and all the people and— uh, It's It's just amazing what he's doing. But I have a question for each church. This is the biggest passion God has given me ever since 2014. I've been Mm -hmm. praying deeply for every church in Windsor and every pastor, even if they're biblically sound or not, but also uh, ones in Greeley, yours, and others in Love and Fort Collins and other places. My question is, what you're gifted being a shepherd and a teacher in, in so many ways. What what's your thought on the perceptive of what God wants in each church to help each church to grow? And how many of them? I heard this comment a while back that only ninety, probably ninety five to ninety seven percent of believers that are in good churches that many of them never really share their testimony or share the gospel with others.
4: Yeah, you know, I've heard statistics. I heard Greg Laurie say that like 80% of people have never invited somebody to church. And, you know, there's a lot of churches that are here in, you know, Greeley and Windsor, um, in Fort Collins and Loveland, and there's good churches. And I, I think the key is to teach the people um through the word of god such as what you're getting in Windsor such as what we desire to do here in Greeley and to teach people and to to understand this that that god wants to use all of us one of the things that i'm going to do is um in january i'm going to do a class on saturday mornings for a couple months called the heart of ministry and it's for anybody that wants to come that is interested in ministry. And it doesn't have to be they're going to be a pastor or they, you know, if they want to minister in any way, because we're all called to ministry. And to understand the gifting that God has called you and given to you, you know, the opportunities. And I think it's important to understand the gifting that you have, because you don't want to try to be something that you're not, that God hasn't gifted you. And then second of all, the heart of ministry and being humble to to share your faith to endure to be a witness there's so many factors that are there but and one of the things that I, I try to encourage others is you know um, the gospel is something that you share but it's also something that you live and to reach out to others because coach you know working with people um, that it, it, people are more discouraged than ever before and yep. they need they need to be invited. And, um, and even it's interesting, coach, you know, this, this conversation because I've been praying about and talking to the staff and I'll talk more about them. That even our social media, I don't want our social media just to be, you know, announcements and, and, um, and we do, we want to get the information out. I want it to be where we're really, really reaching people with encouragement and the love of Christ and the word of God and Absolutely. Uh, you know not just advertising the the church I I, I I we want to do that of course but the thing is to advertise jesus and the gospel message and so where is all that balanced out but to encourage people and here's the truth of it coach and you know again as we we serve people that i still believe that the greatest greatest method of reaching people is personal It's not just social media. We can use that. It's a good tool. Um, And all the live streams and and podcasts, those are powerful things. But for everybody to reach out and to touch the lives of the people um, that are connected to them, that are linked to them in their lives, that's a powerful thing. And you think about the early church. I mean, the church grew and expanded and exploded they didn't have social media. Uh, they didn't have all podcasts and everything else, but it was those going out and making disciples and reaching out to others and really taking the personal touch uh, of neighbors and coworkers and family members to do that. And that's just kind of my take on it. I don't have it all figured out, but it's being well, spirit no, led.
0: Could I could I share something? Yeah. This was no accident because I'm drive. I just did ministry care. I just shared a gospel sheet that God stirred me back in 2014 to make with a lady, and I'm driving home, and I heard you sharing and talking with people. I want to thank you because the very thing that you're going to do, that is so important, and God has stirred me not to be a pastor, but He has stirred me to be on mission with Him every day for over 46-plus years, and the personal that's exactly what happened when God touched my dad, my grandpa, my grandma, aunts, uncles, cousins, kids. Right. And that's what the beauty is, is He wants us to be willing and trained by Him, our life-changing Lord. He, he can train each of us yeah. to be prepared to share the yeah. good news once in a while or to invite somebody. But in yeah. all these yeah. years, I've seen God touch literally tons of people individually, because God has pierced me to do mostly one-on-one or real small group in yeah. seeing somebody, seeing how they're doing. And thank you so yeah. much that you're going to do your thing on Saturdays. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, in
4: January and February, the heart of ministry and looking forward to it. But, awesome. you know, you're, you're expressing something that's very important, because, you know, God wants to use this to minister to individuals and when you look coach at at jesus he never forgot about individuals even though the gospels say great multitudes surrounded him but we have story after story account after account of him stopping and ministering to others and i can't help but think about that woman with the issue you know of blood for 12 years and it says that all the people were pressing in on jesus and she reached out to touch the hem of his garment And and all of a sudden he knew that virtue went out of him, and he stopped and he said, "Who touched me?" And the disciples are going, you you know, people are you know pressing in on you all over the place. What do you mean, who touched you? But yet he was one that he stopped for that one individual. He said, "Somebody touched me." There's a soul in need, and of course we know how Jesus healed her. And there's people all around us, isn't there, Coach? All around, you know, us. And and there's the one that is reaching out, and we need to stop at times and be flexible and just reach out, whether it's the individual. I mean, even in the store, the grocery store, I, I run into people, yep. and they'll say, you know, I'm having a hard time, Pastor Jeff. I haven't seen you for a while. I'll stop, you know, pray with them. Just taking that time and being flexible or small groups, like you said, that you're ministering, that that is so important that those things are taking place. So I appreciate that encouragement yeah. from you and others, and we all have people to minister to.
0: That's right. Thank you so much. Lord bless you and uh, all the people hearing
4: these. Yeah. Hope to see you soon, okay? All right, 303-690-3000, call in number, text line 720-336-0897. You know, we do have people we can minister to and and to open our eyes and to to see how God— uh, wants to use us in, in divine appointments that he has for us, uh, especially during the Christmas season. And just want to encourage you that it's wonderful to just be open to the leading of the Lord and how he wants to use you. So let's go to Rudy in Denver. Hi, Rudy.
1: Hi. It how you been?
4: Good.
1: I'm very good. Very, 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 very good. Thank you. Good to, have a quick, good to have hear a from quick... you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Likewise. It's been a while. <laughs> I've had some time to get off at this time and get on the phone. Um, quick question, just on, um, because I'm sharing with people, I, I got people at work that are listening to me now as I'm trying to spread the word, you know, to my friends who are far away, they're listening now. But I want to give, I want to start talking about, you know, what the season's about, and you're, I just wanted maybe to get your opinion on the best version, you know, in the Bible of the birth of Jesus.
4: Yeah, and, you know, there's, there's you know, the, the night Jesus was born, of course, in Luke, but it Luke, starts way before, right. yeah, Luke chapter two, but it starts way before that. And here's the thing, Rudy, is that when you look at Matthew chapter one and Luke chapter one, uh, Luke chapter one begins to talk about how the angel Gabriel came and talked to Zacharias, the father and of Luke, John the Baptist. Right. And, yeah. And she's going to have a child. And, and it's interesting because he's there burning incense in, in the temple and Gabriel shows up and, Gabriel says that behold, your prayers have been heard, Zacharias and Elizabeth. And, and he's probably thinking, what do you mean my prayers have been heard? We haven't prayed that prayer because Elizabeth was past the age of childbearing. And for 400 years before that, there were the silent years that the people hadn't heard from God through a prophet. And they're probably wondering, you know, is God left us? Is, is the promised Messiah because we were talking a little bit about this, Rudy, on Sunday in Galatians chapter 4, when Paul's writing that in the fullness of time, God sent his son, you know, to redeem us from the law. And in the fullness of time at the right time. And they had been looking for Messiah ever since Genesis chapter 3, when God gave that promise. In Isaiah that I read at the top of the show, that behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. And we know that that was 700 years before Jesus. And they went through captivity. They were under the bondage and captivity of the Babylonians and the Medes and the Persians and the Greeks and then Rome at the time. And that's what makes the Christmas story so magnificent, because the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered for taxes. And people were afraid, Rudy, And, and... They they were afraid because of Caesar Augustus, who was the absolute ruler over the known world. You didn't dare challenge Rome, you know. And all of a sudden, this census comes out, and Joseph can't protest. You know, he can't say I can't go, but he takes his his spouse, wife, um, the Mary, who's you know, takes a long journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And when they get there, you can can you just picture the the roads are jammed with travelers. There's no room at the end. There's no room in the private homes. Mary's all of a sudden going to deliver, as she goes into labor, the Christ child. And they have to go on the edge of town in a little animal enclosure. And she gives birth to the right. Son of God. That That is amazing. And I pray that the Christ. Yeah, that the Christmas story never gets old with us. And I remember one time, Rudy, I was in Israel in December, and I was sitting there on the hillside where we stayed was right across the road from Bethlehem. And I remember sitting there and looking at the hills and watching some of the shepherd boys you know, herding some goats and sheep. And I remember thinking, what was it like 2,000 years ago in that little place that God loved us so much That all of a sudden, you know, on that night we had hope, and he hadn't forgot about us, and Emmanuel, God is with us, and and that's what I want people to really understand and to just be in awe over, and never just have it be mundane. um, That that what God did for us is absolutely incredible.
1: Amen. Okay,
4: and you know, know you mentioned
1: you mentioned Galatians four, and then you put and then you had Isaiah. I know a lot of Isaiah really relates to the coming of Christ,
4: you know? Yeah, it's, and then Isaiah can, chapter you turn 9.
1: You a believer into a believer, you know, the book of Isaiah.
4: Yeah, you know, I, yeah. the book, of, it's true. And, you know, <laughs> putting all that together, but, you know, and then it continues. And, you know, the Christmas message that I'm going to give um, this Christmas Eve is Simeon's moment, when Jesus actually came to the temple to be dedicated And Simeon had been waiting for the promise of Messiah. He was told by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Christ child before he died. And he said, now I can depart in peace because my eyes have seen my salvation and salvation for all the nations. And what an incredible moment that was. And that's what we want people to see. We want to see— because. It's kind of cute when you talk about, you know, a baby in a manger and the wise men coming. We know that they didn't come till two years later. Um, but I always tell people in your nativity scenes, put the, the wise men maybe on the other side of the room because they didn't come till later. Um, and, you know, and you put it all together and it's such an incredible account. Um, but that child that came is our salvation. And he came for a purpose, and that was to die on the cross for our sins. And that's the message that we want to give to others. Um, You know, that Jesus, there's a reason he came. And then the very first message that was given to those shepherds out in the field was what? That you don't have to be afraid. Don't be be afraid afraid. for unto you, born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And Rudy, you know, there's a lot of people that are afraid right now. They're afraid of the future. They're afraid of what's going to happen, you know, with their kids with, you know, in this world that we're in. Mm -hmm. And I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And everybody's included in all people, all of us. And so it's just a magnificent story that, that we can bring alive to people that God loved us so much. You know, I think you know, the angels rejoice as they looked down into that little manger and saw the face of God Himself and that little baby. You know, it's it's yeah. why didn't he just destroy us and start all over again? He could have, but he didn't because of his love for us. And so we can make it very real and very powerful and impactful. Um, when we tell of the Christmas account and as we relate it to the love of God and the provision of God that in the fullness of time that he gave his son to redeem us from the law, to give us hope, that we might have the spirit of adoption, Paul goes on to say that we can yeah. cry out, Abba Father. You know, and only Christians can truly do that. We don't have to have the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption. It's wonderful. It's great. So
1: it is. I don't know if I want to be able to give it as good as you did, but thank for, <laughs> for all that because, you know, kinda of had to be yeah. in a trash just thinking about the time and um, but yeah. that's that's what I want to do. I want to bring like you know so many people to the. My friends are just so kind of oh I'm gonna party. I'm gonna do this. But when they I'm starting to get to them no. speaking as I'm learning yeah. you know and eating meat of the word
4: you know and, yeah give them give them Christ give them Jesus. Hey Rudy thanks appreciate you calling good to hear from you. All right we're towards the end of the show we had a great show today give people Jesus tell them you know the wonderful account of of jesus coming to this world um and it's it's just an incredible thing i pray it's never mundane and and just oh routine and everything but oh, such we're we're blessed this is a blessed time of the year for us to reach out to others to give them that hope that we have in christ hey be back tomorrow at the same time if you didn't get a chance to call call me tomorrow love to talk with you have a great evening god bless you